In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Search goes on in San Francisco for the man known as the Zodiac Killer. In New York, the search continues for the 44 caliber killer. See if you can explain to me why I would want to be a Scientologist. Betches Media presents... Tell me we have a lead. Stone Cold, no. It was literally like the Hunger Games. Not another true crime podcast. What can I say? Tough titties. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Welcome back, everybody, to another quarantine edition episode of Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine, your co-host here, as always, with my two other amazing co-hosts. Danny Murphy. Hey, Casey Balsham. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Wait, Casey, so I didn't know we'll what was just, happening. <laughs> we'll blame the Zoom and not our own mental slowness, I guess. Yeah, I just didn't <laughs> hear anything for a second, so I was like, just say your name, idiot. I know. I'm <laughs> drinking bold what, coffee from I a did. can, so yeah, we're doing it up. Thriving, I'm thriving. I'm um, having a La Crocs. Ooh. I'm drinking just regular coffee in a mug. Nice. We love it. Not that exciting. Um... Okay, so we've had some interesting developments in our Facebook group, not another true crime group. Can you so guys, fun. Anything we talk about on the podcast, I immediately black out afterwards. So, like, how did this grilled cheese thread come to be? I literally do not remember. The grilled cheese thread is giving me life. It was, I, I think it was last week I talked about, we talked about some kind of grilled cheese, but I talked about how, I, how people that put mayonnaise on the outside instead of butter are yeah. disturbed, Gross. Um, sick, yeah. um, <laughs> really unhappy people and <laughs> we ended up having there is a huge grilled cheese thread going on and honestly i think it's my favorite i might turn it into a coffee table book it is there <laughs> are <laughs> there's it's a bipartisan dogs. issue yeah uh, truly somebody threw out garlic aioli i'm there was mm-hmm. onions yes there's, there's the to dip or to not to dip some people are putting mayonnaise on the inside of the grilled cheese sandwich and i feel like those people need those people should be blocked <sighs> but <laughs> but there's a lot of grilled cheese variations and it is it, it's it, it's breathed life into my lifeless body <laughs> i also love any major conversation thing that stems from this podcast is cheese related because the donut grilled the donut cheese yes. incident yes this grilled cheese incident. <laughs> incident. so we've come yes. so far but also have we <laughs> wait so what is your guys's stance on the mayonnaise versus butter versus whatever else was thrown out in there i've made my case it's american cheese <laughs> and it's butter yeah you don't butter like yes See, um, american cheese is like garbage cheese no bury me with american cheese you also get pla- uh-huh. Here's she's the proud thing, to be an american cheese you know what Listen, fine because no a- one else wants it in an apocalypse <laughs> not only do you have food but you also have plastic you can <laughs> Oh my God, Steve, so fuck you can make a shirt. I thought you were going to cry about how much you love American <laughs> cheese. You're like, no, I was literally, <laughs> I was going to sneeze. No, but you can make a shirt out of the plastic. You can make, you can uh, fasten shoes to your, to your poor feet. Um, okay. American cheese and me have gone back a long time. I'd fold <laughs> it into little tiny squares. 
and I'd eat it and I still do. I fold in four squares. I get four I used to do that as a kid. Box. Yeah. Well, I'm regressing. I feel like Jessica Simpson still <laughs> does are. that. And I mean that with love. I feel like that's just like a hard snack too. Another reason why I fucking love some J Simps. Oh God. Right. <laughs> like she just reminds me of like American cheese ruffles with the ridges. And just kind of like this classic. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. She has no real teeth, but she can afford veneers because of her shoe line. So Wait, she has no real teeth. Huh? I'm joking. I don't know. I haven't, oh. I'm not her dentist. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I thought that was like some celebrity tea that you knew that I totally missed because I could. I got see the that. tea on teeth. <laughs> you know what? She's so, she's so popular right now because of her book. I feel like we should start that rumor that Jessica Simpson doesn't have real teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you heard I it here first. Yes. That's my thing. I'm at the part of quarantine where I'm begging for a celebrity fight. Like, I just want to say something. Um, that pisses, like, Well, Aaron Carter's girlfriend is pregnant. Did you see that? I just saw that on Oh, God. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. crazy. She is. But he... She was just in jail for felony domestic violence against him, and now they're having a baby. So I'm a little nervous for everyone involved. Okay. Oh, boy. Aaron Carter. Yeah. We'll send him some American cheese. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The baby starter. like, listen, it can be your shoes. (laughs) Can you uh, fasten shoes. Wait, so Sarah, you said you had a chef. You you were having a chef oh, weigh yes. in on the oh yeah situation. Yeah, yeah. So I asked him, um, and he was like, "Well, how unhealthy do you want it to be?" And I'm like, "It's fucking grilled cheese. Fuck me up. Like, make it as unhealthy as possible." <laughs> Fuck me up. Fuck me up. <laughs> um, he basically said you want to slowly pan fry it in butter and just like saturate it with butter. Eh, yeah, you know, it's a bit of a turn on butter. So the official verdict is butter. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. Mayo team. Hate to break it to you, but yeah, you're wrong. Get out of here. Um, I also might suggest a piece of a brioche bread because it's like a little bit sweet and it crisps up nicely. Brioche, American cheese, butter, or leave the world. Leave the earth. American ah. cheese. I, I would say <laughs> I like a sourdough. Um, I also would say any other cheese but American. Cheddar. I like sourdough too. A cheddar I like a ciabatta. Amazing ciabatta any kind of bread damn now i'm hungry we're all just hungry <laughs> seriously even our producer even mike says no mayo so no mayo yeah case close. i think i would i would maybe make an exception for aioli which is like mayo with that's a bit true. of a glow up i don't it's know why dots. that's it's that's like mayo, mayo after a semester abroad that's yeah. mayo went to paris <laughs> and came back and was like no guys like at, on the set yeah. like it's kind of different and you're like shut up stacy <laughs> mayo, mayo came back and was like oh you smoke filtered cigarettes in paris we only smoke them yeah. without the filters oh, oh in barcelona uh, anyway barcelona. Uh, uh, have you guys ever been to ibiza oh ibiza it's so sweet Okay. I remember one time someone Literally. went to Bartha and they took 10 minutes to explain a drink they had that they loved there. And I was like, that's sangria. Like, oh my to, God. They have the most, like, they're like, no, well, they mix like these exotic fruits because you know everything's so fresh over there. And I was like, at the end of it, I'm like, that's sangria from a pouch. I can get it for $7.99. <laughs> this is, but Danny, Danny, you have a hot take though. You didn't really like Barcelona, right? Or which part of Spain mm-hmm. did you like? I have, oh, Fuego, Fuego takes all around. I would say. <laughs> I hated Barcelona. And I think I just went there oh! when I had like, it was, I think, cause the issue is I got advice from people who studied abroad there of what to do. So I would so go to like places 10 when they were there that I'm like, this is disgusting. Why would anyone tell me to go here? Where's a nice restaurant? And then uh, I realized I was asking like drunk 17 year olds, basically, yeah. where should I spend my time? But I loved Madrid so much. And I kind of liked Madrid more. So. Nice. Good job. <laughs> 
everyone logged off the Zoom. I'm like, guys, we the are a tra- <laughs> we're a travel podcast now. Oh yeah, I'm here first. It's uh, ironic. Yeah, that should, that'll be our pod travel podcast because we can't travel anymore. So it's just our reviews of the places I feel. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I'm it's in. like, well, I went to Prague like eight years ago. <laughs> Tell I us, yeah. it was all right. <laughs> right. That'll be that'll be our reviews. And that is the podcast. Um, yes. TripAdvisor Insider over here. I don't know if they have <laughs> that. I'm excited for this episode that we're doing because oh, it yeah. kind of ties in a show that I would be watching while quarantine right now if it was around. Because True. dating shows are all anyone is doing right now. So I feel like it kind of goes with that. It kind of reminded me That's of the game segue, we played bitch. at our live show also. <laughs> yeah, it was very much like our dating first game. date. And we're talking about today the dating game killer. You love a connection. Wait, wait, uh, Casey, what's the clue sound that they make in your $36 clue game? Oh, okay. So yeah, just just so you guys know, I've been doing a lot of good work in the spare time. I've been solving a lot of a lot of murders. Um, I spent $36 on an online version of clue and then I spent $20 to put it on Robbie's switch as well. So $56 all in uh, for online clue. But I play for hours. So it's fine. Um, but I just noticed that there's sound and every time they get accused of murder, it goes, it goes. And so I, uh, it's a really, it's a really, and whatever the weapon is, like if it's the glass or whatever, like, cause I, there's a lot of different scenarios. There's a vampire castle. I don't want to get into it. DM me if you have questions. Um, but it's, <laughs> if you get it sound on kids. Uh, <gasps> wow. So you should do that throughout the episode. Okay. I will. It makes me a little dizzy. <clears throat> why the big gas of <laughs> yeah this is the new doing helium it, yeah yeah <laughs> i'm getting dramatic it's, gasping yeah i'm lightheaded it's fun oh man <laughs> but i'll do it for you love it all right the dating game killer aka rodney i don't remember alcala i actually didn't even I'll, look up how to pronounce his last I think name alcala. I feel like in alcala the sounds game, right they kept saying Alcala, but I think it's Alcala, yeah. In the shitty documentary I watched of it, it was Alcala, so honestly, grain of salt. <laughs> All right, the wit. Alcala. He was born in San Antonio, Texas in 1943, grew up in a middle-class home. The father moved the family to Mexico in 1951 and then abandoned them three years later. Kind of rough. <gasps> Thank you. <laughs> Um, then the mother moved the family to LA in 1954 when Rodney was like 11. I can't do the math. Yeah. 11 seems right. Then at age 17, he joined the army as a clerk, which I'm like, how is that allowed? Whatever. All right. In 1964, he suffered a nervous breakdown, went AWOL, and then later was diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder. Just to give you some foreshadowing. He claimed he had a genius IQ, but, like, don't they all? (laughs) I feel like all serial killers do. He went to UCLA, earned a fine arts degree, and studied film under, wait for it, Roman Polanski. Hello. This reveal, I know. I can't, you can't make it up. It's truly insane. Um. Then, not long after that, In 1968, he began his life of crime. He, at this time, he kidnapped and raped an eight-year-old girl. 
And basically, his neighbor saw him lure the girl into his apartment. He uh, assaulted and beat her with a steel bar. And the neighbor who saw him lure her into his apartment called the cops. But by the time they arrived, he was gone. And so he fled to the East Coast and he worked as a counselor at an arts camp in New Hampshire using the alias John Berger. Um, The FBI put him on the- Carrie date him? (laughs) <laughs> the post it always sticks twice oh oh ja- it was jack sarah. burger jack burger, jack burger. Oh, sarah doesn't know any ah, serial killer name oh, um, you could say that again if you watch the show <laughs> really yeah. he, he broke up not with a her guy. post it yeah yes oh that's the guy see i know yeah. some yeah. of the <laughs> i okay. can't don't hate me okay so he was working at this arts camp. The FBI had put him on the 10 most wanted list and he actually got turned in by his own campers who saw yeah. his wanted poster. And that was in 1971. So he got extradited to California in 1972. He was convicted of child molestation, which was a lesser charge than what he should have been charged for. Um, but the reason was because the, the victim's parents refused to let her testify Then this guy was paroled in 1974 after spending 34 months in jail. Um, But then he was arrested again after he violated his parole. (laughs) But then again, only served two years in jail. And I don't understand how he did this. And then after getting out of jail, he managed to sweet talk his way into working as a typesetter at the LA Times, despite being a registered sex offender. And I looked up what a typesetter was because I didn't know. Uh, yeah, a typesetter is a graphic design professional who lays out text in preparation for printing or publishing. They format style and arrange text and illustrations for publications. The goal is to make the work clear and legible without any distracting elements, like having the same word repeated in a column. So that's what he did. Great. And it was so weird too, because he, while he was working there, he was working there while he was doing these murders. So there'd be stories about the murders that he was like typesetting, which is probably adds to his like the getting off of all of this for him type of situation. Uh, Yeah. He seemed like he was, he was temp, like he was like kind of always like he liked to kind of be in the middle of all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also truly just feel like the 1970s were an absolute joke. And I feel like every (laughs) single serial killer, every serial killer was like, Oh yeah, he served two years in prison for one murder and like got off on a technicality <laughs> on another murder. And they like they're never these people that you wouldn't expect. It's like no, actually they have a long rap sheet, but they were just allowed to roam free. Yeah, they're like you and know, also, Ted Bundy was like this. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Samuel Little. I guess that was the nineties, oh, yeah. but he was like that. I'm like, how are you just? <laughs> it's also I feel like it's not like I feel like yeah in the seventies all the killers like everyone that you talked to was like that guy was a fucking creep like every single person it's never like i didn't even know it's always like yeah that guy was weird that guy was weird he was creepy and this guy was super weird so so weird so we'll get into a little bit more of the deeds that he has done and kind of his uh mo for all of this so he mostly went under he mostly went after attractive young women but also children kind of going back to the first rape that he committed he would lure them by offering to take their pictures for his quote-unquote portfolio which is sort of one of those weird things too that it's just like this is this like grown adult going up to like teenagers being like 
can I take your picture? Can you get in a car with me type of situation? I know. And which I get, is like, like, doesn't everybody know that that's like the OG scam? Listen, I mean, like best case scenario, your nudes are going to get leaked. Worst case scenario, you get murdered. Either way, you're not getting those headshots. I told you guys about that one day, like as in like <laughs> not even that many years ago that I got hired to like go up to children and their parents and like try to get them to go to these like open call photography oh, things, boy. right? Oh, no. Casey, <laughs> no. I know. How are you not arrested? <laughs> I know, but it wasn't like, it was like, it was more like a, a like a model, like a scam, like, um, like, oh, was there's going industry there. It wasn't Barbizon, but it pretty, oh. like I told, I left at lunch because I was like, I'm not going to walk around a toy store, go <laughs> up to parents and be like, your kid is cute. You should take them to this workshop because it does. It sounds fucking creepy, but I did. Yeah. For one day I trained with or... this girl who just chain smoked and wore Green Bay Packers jerseys. Uh, and, kind of love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and they were like, they're like, so there's, you're going to drive around this area. Here's the shops you're going to hit up. You're going to walk around. You're going to look for hot children and then tell their parents and then you get hot paid children if you, oh. you get paid if you <laughs> if they if they show up for this like uh um, oh, with your yeah you'd like hand them like a, a thing that was like oh my god we're doing an open call there's gonna be casting directors and blah 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 like all that stuff and i was like i'm not doing that so like i literally went to like one and i saw and i was like walking around i was like this is fucking disgusting and so i just went to lunch with this other girl and then i drove home <laughs> I guess you just need TikTok for that now because everyone on there is like 14 just like dancing their heart out so you don't need and to I'm more attractive than me. I'm like, where do you get off? Listen, I, that's why I hate TikTok. It's like it's teaching kids <laughs> that it's okay to dance in public and it's not. I didn't dance till I was 31. I fucking I hate Is there anything worse than a confident kid? Like get out of here. Mhm. No, yeah, and also couples. Like my my two trigger points are dancing because I can't dance and couples and TikTok is all just couples dancing and it's Damn. like <laughs> Can we have one platform where you guys aren't just like shoving your perfect relationship in our face please tinder doesn't just go count on seamless yeah just go on seamless, Sarah. seamless. it's much easier for the brain yeah <laughs> yeah all right but uh, so so uh he used the he used the casey balsham method i guess going <laughs> up to people <laughs> telling the kids that they were cute and wanted yeah. to take pictures of them so it wasn't uh, my company <laughs> no casey woman... pioneered the method get <laughs> yeah. it right <laughs> one woman described <laughs> she described seeing his portfolio and there was spread after spread of naked teenage boys, and then she was even kind of just like, "Yeah, sure, I'll take, I'll take my photo." I mean, I guess that's the seventies. I was, was just saying, it's yeah. weird that they that there was boys, and then but that he murdered he never, women. Like, what was yeah. the? They don't really talk about. It. I guess he didn't murder any of the men that he took pictures he of. Took pictures of, or I don't know if they were just photos that like he like kind of a uh, voyeurism shots or something like that too. Like right. just a collection of that. But yeah, so basically, he was just going around with a book full of naked pictures, as, having people hitchhike. The seventies were a different time. And then going into it, after he would lure the, his victims back to take photos or go back to his place, he would choke them into unconsciousness and then wait until they came back to consciousness, choke them again, kind of going off and on. Because in the documentary I watched, they said that he, his fa- like he got off on seeing like, their life in his hands and like them <gasps> losing life, coming back, having hope, losing again. Really fucking dark shit. And then he yeah. would uh, kill them and sexually assault them. I hate that. He, I hate I, him. Yeah. Ugh. I definitely feel like that was an unsub on criminal minds. Oh, <sighs> yes. We just like almost kill people and bring them and like revive them just to <sighs> actually kill them. But, that gives me a bellyache. 
Yeah. Yes. And then this, uh, hold on to your LaCroix girl because it gets grosser. Um, he, would, <laughs> he would then photograph the victims after putting their bodies in like all these weird poses. So, and that's how the bodies would be found. So they could have deducted like someone had a photo shoot with them after they were murdered. And oh, he would keep fuck. some of their belongings. And um, authorities uh, down the line claim that they found earrings belonging to one of the victims and a bunch of other things in a storage locker uh, that uh, he had. So in November 10th, 1977, 18-year-old Jill Barcombe's body was found in the Hollywood Hills. She was sexually assaulted, uh, like hit with blunt force trauma and strangled with a pair of blue pants. And then uh, just one month later in December, Georgia Wickstead, who was 27, was found beaten to death in her Malibu home, who uh, suffered from a similar uh, fate. And it's interesting too, they they said this kind of came around at the time that the... uh, hillside strangler was going on and had a similar rap sheet so you have two people doing similar crimes right next to each other so that also made it harder to pin down exactly who was doing these yikes uh, yikes i don't like any of this this guy no. is not he's not nice um <laughs> what serial killers do you like <laughs> the people on clue the people on clue. I, yeah miss scarlet um <laughs> professor plum I like Colonel Mustard. He seems like a cool dude. So in my, okay, I don't know. Anyway, my version of the game, you can pick. There's like different versions of all of them too. So there's some pretty funny mustards. Um, He's a werewolf in one. Anyway, I, (laughs) I've been having a time. Um, I'll show you pictures after this, but here's the thing. Back to Rodney, Rodney, gross man. Um, So he murdered all these people and then, it didn't matter because clearly, like you said, the 70s suck. There's no fucking trail to figure out. He was a contestant on the dating game in the middle of his fucking killing spree. Literally. The dating game, yeah, the dating game was a game that basically it had either like a bachelor or a bachelorette and had three other three people um, on the other side of the wall. And you would ask them all these very like cheesy questions and then they would have cheesy answers. And essentially, um, you couldn't just, you, you just couldn't ask them <clears throat> like what their name was, what they did and how much money they made or something like that. And their age, I think. Um, and then the, the winner would be revealed and then they would get taken on a date or whatever. So that's a synopsis of the show. Pretty easy. Um, so he went on in 1978 and ladies, we've got to have higher standards because he fucking won. <laughs> he won. He was described oh. as like, um, he was described as a, as a photographer and, and yeah. And the answers he gave were truly truly disgusting horrifying um, yeah so this is in 1978 so he had already killed four women at that at that point um, also he was already a convicted sex offender like yes! yeah, and abc i'm pretty sure this was on abc but maybe i made that up but like they already had a terrible track record with it, vetting people and they still do to this day you're saying i can't get on flip or flop but he can get on the dating game like it's not fair i can't get on the yeah. circle but this guy can get on the dating game like rude <laughs> i applied for the wall and I what's that on. i don't know um I think <laughs> it, it sounds like, like what we're going through right now is just <laughs> me talking to a wall <laughs> i truly i think it was the one that like lebron james produced and i think it was just like you need like a you know some kind of like story between somebody and like you, you answer questions here and they answer questions without hearing anything and then you win money or something oh. like that oh. um, 
Okay, well, I actually have some clips of him because I feel like we can't do it justice, so I'm going to play some clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is him talking to the bachelorette whose name was Cheryl Bradshaw, and she was a drama teacher, which you will clearly hear. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, And this 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 is how it went down. Bachelor number one. Yes. What's your best time? The best time is at night, nighttime. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because that's the only time there is. The only time? What's wrong with the uh, morning, afternoon? Well, they're okay, but nighttime is when it really gets good. Then you really hate him. I'm a- yeah, what the fuck? I truly Ooh. hate him. It's like, did you guys ever listen to it? It's like this old Adam Sandler one where they're in a cult. And it's like, the nighttime is the right time. Yeah. Have you guys ever heard I, that? I don't know why it reminded me of Lauren Bacall's uh, coffee commercial. And she says, my favorite time of day is night. It's decaffeinated. <laughs> Made is- famous by uh, Crazy Stupid Love, too. Emma Stone. But, you know. um, but also, like, what was she even getting at with that question? I don't really understand. I, I don't think that they wrote. I, I They yeah. had a team of I, dumb writers. But yeah. it's just, it's so. But she's- and I know. In the documentary, they said that shows back then, like the dating shows, were supposed to be like inherently a little extra cheesy. Yeah. So like, yeah. But like, and like they wanted everything to be kind of like an innuendo because obviously you couldn't, there was, you still can't have like over sexual content on TV, but like back then, especially not. So they loved to just kind of connect dots with like innuendos and things like that. Yeah. Okay. But that it still was bad. That is yeah. Let's listen harrowing. to the other clip because it's, yeah. Harrowing. <laughs> harrowing. And I'm going to audition each of you for my private class. Bachelor number one. You're a dirty old man. (laughs) Come on, over here. (sighs) Okay, here's the thing. I don't want to victim blame, but I hate him, but I also hate her. Um, What was that? It's well, she's a drama teacher. She was choosing. No, she truly thought she was going to go on that and then be like, be discovered. Barbara Streisand will retire after seeing me on the dating game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is just, yeah, the whole thing is, I mean, obviously he's, he's disgusting. And another, uh, like one of the other famous lines that, uh, that she asked, she asked, um, if she were to serve him for dinner, what would he be? And he said, I'm called the banana and I look really good. And then she was like, how do I know? And he was like, peel me. And then, so she chose him because she liked bananas. So everybody in this scenario is, is oh zero. God, don't that's, we all. that's so, that's not a reason. What, <laughs> how bad are I, the yeah, I, guys? Like, hey, I if you match with people on Hinge I because know. they like The Office, she can date someone because they like bananas. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm, they I'm both have the same personality trait. I mean, but true. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh, I mean, I think me I think like he, she, I know. I think it made her laugh, and that was like the thing. But essentially, she he's revealed, and they're like standing next to each other, and they were given a date. Um, they were supposed to go on a date that had tennis lessons, and then they were going to go to Magic Mountain, as you do when you're an adult. And um, <laughs> she said, she said that she like once they got backstage, he started acting like super fucking creepy, and she's like, it made me feel ill, like I didn't ever want to see this guy again so they ended up never going on the date um and they they ended up like talking to the other two bachelors that were on the show and one of them ended up going on to be like an actor on seinfeld he owned the frozen yogurt shop or whatever um the other guy the bachelor number three would later say that like 
Rodney's answers were kind of like weird that there was actually like some snickering and some booing when he said it because they were just so like blatantly like weird and over over sexual. Um, I mean, but then I've got to ask, like, how how would you play a dirty old man? I'd be like mad that someone would put me on the spot like this. I think I would pretend to forget something. I try, you know, yeah. that makes sense. Cause I'm like, you can always like, act creepy when someone's asking yeah. you to play. Something. I'd be like, no shirts yeah. in my backyard. You know what I mean? I actually should be on a dating game. I'd be like, know? yeah, yes. get off my lawn. That's um, true. That's true. I'm just like, she asked him really weird questions and he obviously was a creep, but yeah. But the yeah, way that he grunted and was like, come over here was just super. Oh yeah. The like, weird growl. I was like, what are you viscerally doing? just blah, blah, blah. Um, Author- so so Cheryl essentially didn't go on the date and authorities speculate that Cheryl's rejection caused him to increase his murder speed spree, which is probably true. I just, there's something about that that I really just don't like. It's like- that She's to it, blame. It, or, or that it would possibly, yeah, make, might make her feel yeah. a little, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't like that it's like maybe the rejection, but also this guy was just a fucking killer. Like, don't say oh you were like not that they were saying you should have gone out with him that's not what they were saying but it's also just like to say that authorities had to blame this had to kind of make the reason that he's killing because he was rejected by this woman it's like no why don't you just make him a psychopath like he is well i get what you're saying but in criminal minds they're they're always they always talk about like a trigger that would cause someone Mm -hmm. to like up the ante yeah so um that's kind of what they're saying here but i totally get that it can read as victim blaming and my confusion too, I mean, obviously there wasn't social media and like you either caught this episode or you didn't, but he was already True. like arrested and in jail and stuff like that. And known for this, no one in that town and none of the police officers, like wh- why was he able to like get on this set on national television and walk off of it? I mean, I, I guess mean, they, they, they are still cast- background checks. I was going to say, they are still casting convicted sex offenders on dating shows. So yeah. that's true. in 1970, so when you could kill over 100 people before the government would be yeah. like, maybe we should get you off the streets. It's I'm also like you, you, you don't expect somebody that is like in the middle of a murder spree to, to apply for a show. So I'm sure they weren't just like, I wonder if this guy's killed four women already. <laughs> um, yeah, true. You know, it's like, true. Really wild. So there were more killings, Sarah. Do you want to talk about the yes. more killings? Even even more killings. Um, just go through a brief timeline. June 24th, 1978, um, Charlotte Lamb, a 32-year-old legal secretary, was found dead in her apartment complex laundry room. She was sexually assaulted, beaten to death, and strangled with a shoelace similar to the other victims. On Harsh. June of, Yeah. On June 14, 1979, Jill Parento, 21, was found strangled in her apartment. June 20th, wow, six days later, a 12-year-old Robin Samso disappeared near Huntington Beach Pier on the way to her ballet class. Uh, her body was found 12 days later. And here's what's, like, actually crazy. So at this point, like, the authorities are closing in. Um Right before his arrest on July 24th of 1979, he met a 16-year-old girl named Cynthia Libby and told her, I could do anything I want to you and no one would know. And he was 36 at the time, told her he was 24, and she didn't believe him when he told her this and agreed to go out with him again. She kind of like laughed it off, which is like, what What is wrong with this? Uh, No moisturizer is that good. Yeah. True. So, but then, like, the the crazy part is, like, she, they were supposed to go out on a date, 
he stood her up because he had been arrested. Right. <laughs> and I think that happened. <laughs> I yeah, think right? didn't like her mom like see it or like they were watching the news and it, she was like oh my god that's the guy I was like supposed to go out with like who just got arrested for murder who basically told me that he would murder me and get away with it huh shocking yeah. Cynthia <sighs> and then later I feel like she was like maybe I would have been dead I'm like what do you mean maybe yeah, you, yeah you, <laughs> like you yeah definitely were gonna be the next victim this yeah, is not a Ryan Gosling, Abigail Breslin movie. It, there's no definitely maybe. It's just a yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bitch. You were going to be dead. Uh, I really hope that she has, like, I don't know, improved her radar since then. Uh, Poor Cynthia. It's hard out there. <sighs> oh, my God. Yikes. I think it was Ryan Reynolds. I think so, too, actually. Oh, yeah. Who did I say? Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I don't really like Ryan Gosling. That's what he's on my brain. Um, that's just my, I know. No Barcelona, no Ryan Gosling? Nope. I know. I am, I am breaking every girl who went to Syracuse's heart. They're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you guys. I feel like we all like Ryan Gosling because we feel like we have to like him because it's like part of the culture. Almost like liking Beyonce, but I, I do like Ooh. Beyonce. Well, but Ryan Gosling, is- I'm like, he's fine. If he had never started in The Notebook, would anyone, mm-hmm. would people still be obsessed with him? Yes, because he was Ray- in Breaker High. Must I mention this wonderful oh. TV show again? I, Breaker now- Goddamn High! Whenever <laughs> I think of him, all I think of is, City of Stars, are they climbing? And I'm just like, dude, can any- I know that you're not a successful jazz musician in this, but I would like you to hit a note, or at least know what a note is. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Asking too much. At Neatway. So, of course, obviously, he ends up getting caught for the fucking 800th time, I feel like, at this point. Uh, so did they, arrested- I, I thought, did they, did you guys see, did they kind of, when he was on TV, did, did that kind of also lead to one of his arrests? Like, didn't they kind of, like, recognize him when he was on there? Or someone I know, turned him in from that I know too, the initial right? detective saw that and was like, oh, something's up with that. They, because, like, in the okay. documentary I watched, they were like, oh, that was him and then they didn't like they weren't able to immediately arrest him from that i guess because he served his like his time for that case oh from the other ones yeah yeah, yeah. child molestation one so they were like oh he did that he the 36 month uh sentence because they didn't know that he left jail to continue in an even deadlier spree so he was arrested on july 24th 1979 and then convicted in september 1980 of the rape of a 15 year old Riverside girl named Monique. So he was sentenced to nine years in prison. Uh, for Monique's case, it was kind of similar to the other ones where he had her post for pictures, knocked her out, and then sexually abused her. And and it gets to this, and I, I like truly when I got to the end of the doc and reading all this, I was just like, why does this keep on getting like? You think this is a case that's sort of just like signed, sealed, and delivered? Like this man is a monster. Let's keep him up, no questions asked, for the rest of his life. But it gets kind of like, there's so many like here and there, will they release some type of situation that has happened from there? So in June 20th, 1980, he was convicted and sentenced to the death of Robin uh, uh, Samso's murder after they found the earrings in his locker. He tried to claim that he sometimes wore earrings. And I remember his whole thing. He told his sister, (laughs) I want to say, to go to the locker because he was like, take everything from it and throw it away. And she was like, ah, no. Uh, also, so- my favorite part about the earrings thing was that, like, the one the one other guy from the dating show who, like, yeah, kept yeah, yeah. about how this guy's creepy was, like, 
No, dude, earrings were my thing. I would have totally noticed if he was wearing earrings. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. he, I, he thought he started like men wearing earrings. He's like, I was the yeah. first man ever yeah. to wear an earring. Right, like, I'm so sure. Right. <laughs> but I thought the old lady dropped into the ocean in the end. Uh, so he well, baby, ended- I went and got it for you. <laughs> <laughs> so he appealed the conviction <laughs> twice and this is the part of like do i mean i guess if you're in jail you're gonna always try to do this but he appealed for conviction both in 1984 in 2001 obviously uh the death sentence was overturned for both of them like you're not getting out of this but i remember it was a painful thing that it kind of and from the detectives that i was watching they were just like the families that had to rehash all of this shit yeah it was like tried to appeal them was just really painful. So uh, annoying. So it was overturned by the California Supreme Court in 1984, concluding the jury was improperly told about his previous sex crimes. Um, so then he had to get convicted again in 1986. And then the 2001 one, the Supre- uh, it was ruled that the Superior Court judge precluded the defense from uh, presenting evidence uh, material to significant issues. So they're basically just kind of throwing a bunch of Hail Mary tosses to get anything to like- But I mean, it worked. Sentence. Yeah, so in uh, which is just infuriating because it's one of those ones that I feel like, do you see what his entire life has been? Like, he's not someone who should be getting anything besides sentence forever. Yeah, um, yeah, truly. <laughs> like, just you're sort jail of just, forever. That's your sentence. It, it's one of those. I know, I'd be like, bitch, where's Chrissy's court on Quibi when you need it? Uh, so, <laughs> in June 2003, he was charged with the murder of Georgia Wickstead. And then in 2005, he was charged with the murders of Charlotte Lamb and Jill Barcombe. So sort of obviously, as we've seen in a lot of cases, the more and more uh, advancement in like DNA technology that we get, the better, like they're, they're more able to link him to other crimes. And then kind of when they have his MO down. So he was linked through DNA, blood, fingerprints. Uh, he went to trial in January 2010 to represent himself. Ted Bundy AF people always uh, are starting to link yeah they between the IQ claim and representing Mm -hmm. himself I'm like oh this is straight out of the serial the 1970s serial killer book yeah and also people like everyone saying like oh he was so attractive and looking at pictures being like oh okay (laughs) how Uh, do you think he stacks up to Ted Bundy I was like I could see it maybe a little bit more if you're into long hair and like a and like a, if like a like an old fashioned camera gets you off, you know what right. I mean? Then, then I mean, he at least had like a clearer eyebrow separation, right? That's true. <laughs> Ted Bundy's eyebrows were that of like mine in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, just he could one have really weird... used some threading. Yeah. So um, yeah, so obviously, shockingly, like when most people defend themselves in trial, doesn't work out well, especially when you're a murderer. Uh, so he was convicted and sentenced. Yeah, especially to- when you did it. <laughs> especially. <laughs> it doesn't work out well, especially if you did it. <laughs> hey, guys, I watch enough SVU to connect yet, yet. So on March 9th, 2010, he was convicted and sentenced to death. Um, the police estimate that he killed as many of a, as 130 people. A lot of this has come into light from finding more bodies and also looking at all the photos that he's taken and kind of looking at like the unfortunately like the albums and scrapbooks that he have of pictures I, there because a lot of them have been identified as uh young girls or girls in their 20s that families have been like oh they've been missing for like decades that we've been yeah. trying to find them so a lot of it is unfortunately just connecting the dots that he did this to them and their bodies just haven't been found yet in 2013 he was convicted and sentenced to 25 more years for the murders of flight attendant cornelia Criley, who was 23 
and the daughter of nightclub owner Ellen Hover in New York. And it was interesting because she was this whole, she was like a very like kind of well-known socialite back then that uh, she had like famous godparents and uh, all of this stuff that sort of, it made like uh, headline news, but her body wasn't uh, like found for like months after the murder happened. And then also you're going from LA to New York. So no one was able to like totally pinpoint it at the time. So kind of what there's over a hundred identified women still from his collections. Uh, but most like recently in 2016, he was charged for the 1977 Wyoming murder of Christine Ruth uh, Thornton. And it was a cold case. Uh, the prosecutor decided not to extradite him. So he stayed in prison in California. And uh, one thing I do remember too, is that uh, the girl, oh, Robin Samso, I know her mom made a plaque for her at the pier, which I felt like is just sort of like a Aww. nice way Aww. to honor her. And I, her whole thing was like, because they asked her, like, because she was talking with, like, the city. It was like, they're like, oh, what do you want on the plaque? She was like, just anything about her, anything about kindness, but I don't want a single, like, reference to how she was murdered or anything about this killer because I want it to be about her type of thing, which obviously makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. What a creep. I know. He's a doozy. He's, yeah, it's one of those ones, like, the, the cults and the MLMs are, like, fun to riff on, but then after the murders, you especially get a lot, like, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think next week a lighter one. Although yeah. I did yeah. say I was, although I did say I was like, let's do Manson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we'll do a week in between. People really yeah. like the cults, too, but what other cults are you left? You love cults and MLM. Uh, I'm sure we could find... I, oh, yeah, everyone wants I mean, us we, to talk about Waco on Netflix. Oh, yeah. And the Branch Davidians. We could do that. That we one, that. I feel like, would maybe be a two-part episode, because I feel like there's, yeah. like, a whole lot to talk about. Oh. I mean, we could do... We could deep dive Landmark, the one that I did. Yes. Oh. <laughs> that could and be good. just, like, a little teaser, because I know that there's also a lot of people in a lot of our listeners that have that have done it or i know some people were like made to do it through different like work mm. functions and stuff like that i don't know if i think um, it's a cult i just think it's like a half pyramid scheme and well it's like kind of cult like ideals mm-hmm. but like yeah they're not I, making I, you live on a compound in the middle of nowhere no no and i but i think that there were like before it became landmark it was something else that was a little more intense oh yeah be, i feel like it had be, gotten shut down before and then the same they people started people a new like company pee. yeah something crazy like pee. that you had to just like sit in your chair and pee on yourself or something or we could do we could do um no we did LuLaRoe, right yeah the leggings yeah well i was like we have yeah. to put on blast all the I feel like just like a group of MLMs that are trying so hard now during the quarantine to make people join them. So we'll oh just, yeah, we'll fucking disgusting. Yeah, gross. Oh yeah, hmm. uh, maybe a uh, Herbalife. Oh, a classic. Herbalife is good. I was on a I was on a seven hour delayed flight with them, so they are close to home. I'm surprised I didn't. Oh god. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't get you. They'd be I like, "Here, have this wine," and you'd be like, "Okay." <laughs> I'd be like, "Hi, what?" No, I love The Office and, yeah. <laughs> and Ryan Gosling. And pickles. Um, or no, bananas. Yeah. Bananas. Ugh. I'm down to watch The Waco. Is it, so it said they made it, there's a documentary on right now? Yes, it's on Netflix. Yeah. I don't know Is if it, Netflix made it or they just kind of like repurposed one that had been on a uh-huh. TV show or network. Is it, is it like episodes or is it, is it like a movie? I know nothing about it. <laughs> I just see people in the Facebook group talk about it and I'm like, maybe I'll watch that, but I'm still so behind. I know, right, I know. Right. Well, we'll figure out our life of what to get. Yeah, we also never even talked about McMillions. I watched it like three months too late, but still. 
I know. Well, we talked we, a little bit last week. We talked about how it was kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> and that's my yeah. entire take Most on it. Most people so that I know, like, yeah. didn't even finish it. I didn't I'm finish someone it. you know. <laughs> I'm someone, yeah. That's two out okay, of three. Okay, so I'm actually the only person who did finish it. Yeah. I'm honored. <laughs> yes, congratulations. You won McMillions. Yes. You can go to a McDonald's drive-thru and I'll Venmo you a dollar to get french fries. <laughs> Truly. I'll- Honestly, I, I would good. take you up on that. Done. I need to door- DoorDash McDonald's again. It was oh, so... Yeah. Yes, I had I, I I ordered twenty twenty nuggets, two cheeseburgers, an apple pie, and fries. Wow! I needed to reach a minimum. I didn't need it at all. I, no <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bring all that shit to my bedroom. You are you are who and you I, become when you have to reach a minimum. That's the new mantra. I, I ate it watching Drag Race, which I did start season seven because people and our people DM'd me that I should start it, that I should do seven. It's not boring. And you guys are right. Well, you guys don't do drag race though, right? I Mm-mm. tap in on and off. I don't, I never did the all-stars, but I watched like some okay. of the, yeah. Okay. I just rented, um, it's something called MTV Hits, which I'm really interested to see what else they have oh. on this channel. It's like $6 a month, but you can watch all the seasons. Okay. Well, I got so we can watch let's... this. To- oh, I thought... yeah, that's right. You said some Tubi or Tubby. Tubi. Some... Oh yeah. What the it's hell Tubi. was that? Who knows? I'm sure it's a streaming laptop... service, I think. Yeah. It, T-U-B-I. yeah. T-U-B-I. And it has the so if any of you want to LOL with me, the documentary I watched for the dating game killer is on it. And it was this cool, it's this series, um, Murder Made Me Famous. So it's uh, every episode is like an hour long about a different type of murderer. But the reenactment oh, right. truly, truly, truly made me laugh out loud. And it was like an awkward time because I'm like, this shouldn't be laughing right now. But <laughs> I think crime, like crime show reenactments are like single-handedly just keeping actors at work. Like I get those cast, those casting notices every day. It's like crime reenact. Like, I mean, there's just so many different channels that are constantly like they went into a car, they never came out. And it's just somebody like, what, like a shadow of somebody, but like that person got paid like probably $350 to get into that car. Casey, that could be your big break. I mean, I'll be getting to the car. Play like murder victim oh. number two on Law and Order. <laughs> I have a fr- I have a friend that literally like that's like her job is she does she's like dead bodies all the time on like the CSIs and all of them. She's, I like, wonder like, what like, makes her good all at the that. time. Like, I don't know. I don't good hair. Because sometimes so. she's face down. Oh, yeah, like she, hair that can like naturally fan out. She's not, she's not jittery either. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Because I yeah. guess I moved too much. She could, yeah, you could be still. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm uncomfortable. My tits hurt. Give me a No, right. My, I would just be scratching uh, myself. Can, yeah. Can I breathe? Can I breathe? Can I just have a moment to breathe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, also, guys, join the Facebook group if you're not yes. in it. Um, not another true crime group. Also, follow us on Instagram. We finally hit 44K after like two weeks of being at 43.9. It was driving me absolutely insane. Literally. Yes. yes. Um, so jo- uh, follow us at NATC Pod. Uh, we have memes and quizzes and fun crime stuff. Um, yep. you, you can follow me on Instagram at Sarah F. Carter. You can follow um, me on Instagram at me first, Danny, at, uh, case, yeah. <laughs> at Case Face B on Instagram. But if any of you guys are clue heads playing clue, we'll play. we can play friends on this game. It's love really it. amazing. Yeah, I love it. And you can follow me at, at Cashmere Danny, Cashmere with a K. I don't play clue, but you know, <laughs> I, watch, I, I watch Real Houses of New York. So chat, chat to me about that. that. Wait, also, we didn't even have like a musical interlude this episode. I was oh. going to have you sing us out, but 
What's the dating game theme song? I don't know. Um, We found love in a hopeless place. That's amazing. (laughs) Love hurts. Bam. Oh, yes. Love love shows her. I didn't know any of the words when I got to it. Beautiful. All right. right. See you guys next week. I'm going to go sing Christina Aguilera's entire discography now off mic. Oh, nice. Off mic. Thank you. <laughs> Betches.